0: Yo, it's uh Culture Connectors, Pablo here. Cayende. Um, just a preamble, this is not a uh relationship podcast. So please keep those questions <laughs> out of here. We do not care. We do not have the issues you guys have. So <laughs> best of luck. Um but yeah, I guess I guess uh this is like the first episode, so we're just gonna bullshit a little bit. Um, you know, work out the kinks, but in general we're trying to um Basically, put you guys on to unconventional methods of wealth. Um, you know, be surprised. There's a there's a lot of ways to earn money, not necessarily through a regular job. Um, but you know, we'll obviously highlight the pros and cons of both um, and kind of kind of get you going from there. So, Kayende, I'm gonna have you start off with what you got going on now, and then I'll kind of follow up with what I got going on.
1: Well, I don't have a job. I think we'll we'll lead off with that. Um, I make music every day. So my whole thing is just make music, um, find ways to monetize my music via streams, via merchandise. Um, what keeps me afloat more so is the the freelancing aspect of it. So engineering, I'm just now getting into the merchandise side of it. I've been making music, a little tidbit, I've been making music for 10 years. I started releasing releasing on Spotify, early, mid-2020. What took you so long to do that? Lack of information. And I think that that's probably the biggest blight for people in general, just lacking information and lacking um, uh, know-how on how to do things. Because before that, I always released my music on SoundCloud. So it was SoundCloud always, and I didn't know how to monetize SoundCloud. Now I know all that stuff, but yeah, back then it was just... (laughs) I didn't know how to do this shit. So Copy. and yeah. then
0: what what would you say is like the the like three tips you would give to anyone getting into music now that you had to learn from from when you started?
1: Um three tips. One, pick one. So pick whether you're a producer, artist, or engineer. I was fortunate enough to be a producer first because I wanted to rap and then I realized my mixing skills were subpar. So I kind of dove deep into all three. And I think it's best if someone knows all three. But I would say just pick one and then stick to that and know okay, I want to monetize my artistry, my engineering, or my producer ring. Right. Gotcha. So, like a, like a master of one. Master of one type of thing. Specialize. I mean, that's we live in America, unfortunately. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you gotta specialize. Um, second tip. Hmm. Second tip. I would say learn the business. Business is probably the most fun, but the most treacherous aspect. So I'd say learn the business because the business is what's going to get you out of here. Right. So learn about BMI, learn about ASCAP, pick one, learn about um, sound exchange, learn about song trust, learn about publishing, all that stuff. Like learn about, like, like study it to a T so you can figure out, Okay, I'm not at that place yet. Copyrights, all that stuff. I'm not at that place yet, but when I get to that place, I'll be ready to uh leave the atmosphere, right? And then the third tip <coughs> don't listen to people. That's the third tip I would say. Cause um take advice and take criticism, but follow your own path. Follow your own path. And and that's the beauty of music. Um we're all inspired by some artists, somebody, but at the end of the day, when it comes to the creation and what you make, use those influences to penultimately create your unique sound because it's going to get to a point where you're influenced by so many people that the new person hearing your music is not going to know who you're influenced by. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I would say those are my three biggest tips. All
0: right, that's solid. I mean, I think for most of us in, uh, in the States at least, you know, growing up and wanting to be big in music, that's like a that's a goal for most, um, and then you know they realize it's a it's a, a bigger skill set, bigger skill set you need to learn, on top of just um, you know being able to rap or being able to produce and stuff like that. So that's a that's pretty solid, and it's in the creative um, creative avenue. And right now, we're I think we're in the biggest boom of creators in general, with like the advent of AI and um, ownership with like NFTs and the blockchain and things like that. So. A lot of people will have a lot more um, say in how much money they garner from, um, you know, their their content, whatever they make. Whether yeah. It's streaming, video games, music, you know, writing books, you know, whatever, whatever it is.
1: There's a lot more ownership now, and it, and it's not gatekept as all the o had said it was for the past couple of decades.
0: Like now, you can just do whatever you want. Yeah. No. I mean, I. I I definitely agree with a lot of people where it's like, there's no real excuse now. Um, the information is out there. You just have to, I guess, have the, the inner gall to look for it. Um, and then, you know, just get started. I think that's the biggest advice that I hear a lot is just get started. You know, somebody, yeah. you know, in the backwoods of Arkansas just started. He didn't really get a analysis paralysis. He just started and then, you know. He goes on to be something big. No, no offense to people from Arkansas. I'm just using it as an example. But
1: Yeah, and that's that's kind of my uh, disclaimer. I have my own publishing company, my own record label, Starts Records, Starts Music Group. And that's the whole idea of that name. It's just you just start. You don't know where to go. If information is lacking, I understand that because I was part of that that same school of thought. Like, I have no idea how to do this stuff. But ultimately, when you just get started, everything else will, will, will be uh, presented unto you from the creator, you know? So just, yeah, exactly.
0: Um, so as for myself, I'm a little bit more conventional. Um, I mean, I have side businesses, which I'll get into, but right now I work in consulting as my main gig. And then, um, I do trading on the side. I'm doing the, uh, the prop prop firm route. Um, when I first got started in trading, maybe back in 2018, um, I started with options. Options is something I can always go back to options is always. Um, Pretty much a consistently profitable for me. Like I can always earn money. I can always have a, a, a pro a positive profit and loss at the end of the month. But it doesn't garner as much um, profit as forex. Now disclaimer: most people's um, I guess introduction to forex is through was it IML Academy is what everyone went through and the scammers on Twitter and, and Instagram. You know I could. I could get your family out the mud for, <laughs> if you just subscribe or whatever, like, you know, the the nonsense. Um, but no, the Forex market is a real market. You do not need to pay to learn anything. There's a bunch of free stuff on YouTube. Now, if you want like an insider group where there are other traders, where there's more advanced knowledge and things like that, then yes, there's gonna be a subscription fee. Um, but my my advice to everyone is don't believe anybody. You see the Lambos, you see the, you know, the private jets, you see the girls. You see whatever. Rented. All that, all that could be rented, rented. All that could be, you know, for for a plug. Because it's trading isn't necessarily difficult, but it's not easy either. And it's a lot easier to sell a course than it is to necessarily be consistently profitable with trading. Um, you know, anyone can put on a trade, make fifty k, and then blow that. You know, in the next you know three months. So, um, but forex trading is a side thing. Now, when I started with forex, you had to fund your own account. Um, and you know me being in college at that time, you know what was I making eight seventy five an hour? Um, so that's not gonna do a lot. You know funding your own account, you need capital to make capital. Um, but now with prop firms, you basically do a trading challenge, and you yield. Um, you know once you pass the trading challenge, they give you a funded account. As long as you don't blow the account, you get to keep. I think the industry standard is like eighty percent of your profits. So now you can pay. You know uh, let's say up to a thousand dollars for most and you get access to a uh, thousand dollar accounts usually like a 200k account now disclaimer it's not actually 200k that they're giving you because from a business perspective that's actually terrible for the business but you can't lose more than 10 percent of the account so you have a 20k account so a thousand dollars yields you 20 times what you would have otherwise and saving up twenty thousand dollars is not easy people have bills you know, you want to enjoy life, go on vacation, you know, spend on your girl, whatever the case may be. But with twenty thousand dollars, you can make something shake. Um, so,
1: so, bro, so for for people out there who are who are, I guess, listening for less than conventional ideas of wisdom, I know we talk about this a lot, like how I don't have a job, and I've been I've been I've been look, I wouldn't say I'm actively looking, but I would say like access to capital is always something that's necessary for a musical pursuit, would you say getting into something outside of conventional or not, would you say, I would say, what would be the best route for someone to escape a nine to five life Um, from your perspective? Because I know you still, you still have a remote job, which is better than a regular nine to five job, but what would would be your escape and something that someone else could use to escape?
0: I mean, if I would do it all over again, I definitely, for me, I would definitely stick with trading. Um, but like back stepping back a little bit, I would definitely say kind of the Gary V way of know your strengths. What are you into? What do you enjoy doing? What would you do if you never had to get paid for? It? Right. I love trading. It's a 24 hour market from Monday through Friday. Sad like I actually dislike the weekends now because the market's not open. That that means it's not a chance for me to earn money. And for you to like have sovereignty level wealth where you kind of have a few money and do whatever you want you need to be able to earn money every day right, right so right. what i would do with my profits obviously with my regular job and trading is leverage that to something some other business or other pursuit where you can you know sell something or this and that where you can earn money every single day or even if you earn money five days out of the week it's enough to cover the days where you don't earn money um but
1: in that field how important is marketing in what field in or well, well, I would say leveraging into something else I mean I pray I could think of an answer for myself but
0: it depends on what it is if you have yeah. a service or product based pursuit then yeah marketing is going to be king because you can't get money if you don't have customers I started with drop shipping actually when I was in high school I was what 16 mm-hmm. I took my uh summer I was a swim instructor I took that money and I tried out drop shipping I think I put aside like 500 dollars now, when I was down to like my last dollar, I finally made my first sale and yeah, I lost $500 and I only made like $10 in profit or whatever the case may be, but it taught me a lot about A, it's possible. And I think that's a big mental block for people if they mm-hmm. don't realize things are possible or it doesn't work right away. And they're like, oh, it's a scam, whatever the case may be. Like A, they told me it's possible. And even though I was down with $490, I was so excited to make that first sale. Now, now that I'm wiser and a little bit older, I wouldn't recommend dropshipping because the margins are terrible. You have to get like dirt cheap products usually through like China or like some cheaper country, whatever the case may be. And then your marketing has to be really tight. You have to sell a lot of units, whatever. But in the in the product side, you know, develop something that you're passionate about. So like for myself, I don't smoke anymore, but I have a cannabis business. It's kind of in the middle stages right now because I need to get materials to mass produce it. But I have friends who've tried my products, things like that. And, you know. I always, you know, I'm always product testing, always taking recommendation until it's, you know, getting better and perfected. But that's something I'm passionate about because as someone who was a former smoker, I know the benefits of it. I know it's a it's a booming industry. It's coming. It's up and coming. Um, And I'm very I'm very big into like holistic health and and uh, more natural ways of health and things like that. So obviously marijuana, ganja, you know, whatever you want to call it, um, AIDS in that. And um you know, initially I was going to do, you know, I do condiments. I was going to do, you know, the normal hot sauce, barbecue sauce, um, mayonnaise, whatever the case may be. But I talked to a chef who kind of does this right now. I'm We're based in New York. Um, and he told me, you know, Heinz and all those other big companies, they're just going to pair with, you know, an established uh, marijuana company and make their own product. So in terms of market share, you're kind of asked out. So he said, you know, make it personal, make it something true to you. And my, my background is the Caribbean, I'm Cuban and Jamaican. So I made, you know, jerk sauce, uh, mojo for my other Latinos out there, you know what that is. Um, I forgot the other two, oh, uh, pepper sauce as well. That's, you know, a popular one in the Caribbean. So it, it speaks to my background. And obviously in New York, we have a lot, we have the most, the highest Caribbean population outside of the Caribbean. So there's a lot of people here who grew up, it's not gonna, I'm not based in Tennessee where I'm not going to, you know, have people who know what this is and things like that. So, you know, I'm pairing two different markets, people who smoke and people who enjoy good tasting mm-hmm. food and things like that. And it's something I'm passionate about because I like to cook. So even if I wasn't making money, I would still be cooking. I enjoy cooking for other people more than i cooking for myself. Um, as you know, when you're a young bachelor, cooking is kind of ass because... <laughs> You either make too much you make too little so um you know but seeing people's face light up from cooking that's something i'll always enjoy so um you know and then now i can make money from it and i'm doing more wholesale so i'd sell to dispensaries things like that i don't got to go door to door so with the wholesale route a lot of stuff is kind of taken care of for you because then the dispensary who buys from you or whatever it is you're wholesaling to they focus on the marketing they focus on this and that and you're just um, you know, you probably make more if you sold each individually. So let's say I have ten thousand units. I could sell them myself for twenty a pop and make two hundred or that's two million, sorry. Um, but if I sell them to a dispensary for ten a pop, um, you know, that's a million right there. Yeah, I miss out on a million, but I have a an easier million. And if you can't make something shake with a million, I, I don't know what to tell you. You know, there's there's a lot of ways to make money. You couldn't you could put them in some bullshit shit coin, crypto coin. Nigga, you could sell T-shirts. Them. Yeah, you could you sell T-shirts, and the marketing you can,
1: you can get for a million dollars is.
0: That's what I'm saying. You could, sell you could, you could put, you put them out. in Fuck. something very safe. You know, put them in the S and P, and you know, just take the dividends every year. Chilling. Like the, you know, sports betting. You could put a thousand. You could set aside 10k. Put a thousand dollars on a parlay. Nigga, most people Boom. can survive comfortably off 80k a year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, there's um, you know, there's there's always stuff you can do. And even if you're sitting on a million and you have, um, what is it called? Hot hands or whatever where it's gonna burn through, like, just do some research on stuff. I mean, I was on YouTube the other day, watching this guy. He's a he's a millionaire now, or no billionaire. And he his claim to fame was he invested in lightning. Now that sounds crazy, I know. Lightning lightning, bro, like there's a market for anything, you know, most people know currency markets, he, he, he bottled and sold lightning. No. So the thing with light, well, well, from what I remember is lightning is, um, it's obviously, I guess it's a commodity. Technically it's a natural resource and it's calculable because I mean, we remember taking physics and stuff. You can calculate, um, you know, electricity, it's movements and everything like that, but it's also very volatile obviously because it's fucking lightning. So, um, you know he invested in it. He he made a good call. He made a good bet, and then from there he kind of just you know kind of went crazy. So, um, yeah.
1: My fault, bro. I want to get my soda. Nah, you good. You good. <laughs> okay. it's, it's hot out here, ladies and gentlemen. Nigga, it's so. hot as fuck, bro. Yeah. And then this, this, there's no central air, so it's like yeah. <laughs> And this is room temperature ginger ale right now. Nah, so it's not going to no, help no, nothing, no, bro. no product placements until we get to... Uh, oh, no, but you see, I didn't even show oh, that. Yeah, I didn't even right. show. It's Coffee. ginger ale.
0: It's, it's yeah. generic. It's the, it's, the, it's the golden nectar that they talk about <laughs> in Greek mythology. If you're not drinking ginger ale, you don't really care about your health. It's a fact. So.
1: All right. Um, so, I mean, let's talk about one more thing. So we talked about your...
0: Now, let's, let's talk about the mental aspect yes yeah because that's that's a big one so i'll I'll start so another thing too when you're coming up and you're trying to you know do things better for yourself whatever the case may be get out of the nine to five a lot of pressure comes along because you have to maintain that um because you don't want to have to go back to working a job and also depending on what you're doing a lot of those skills may not be translatable on a resume per se and in the corporate world they frown upon um I guess long absences. So let's say you're running a business for three years and you guys go under. It doesn't matter that you ran a business, you weren't working a job. So they're going to kind of penalize you for that, even though you have a bunch of skills. You did all the marketing, you did this, you did that, whatever the case may be, but you're still going to get penalized. So mentally, you have to be very sound, very strong. Um, You have to have a lot of discipline. You know, those nights out with the boys, um, you know, smoking weed, whatever other hard drugs you do. you know, entertaining multiple men slash women, whatever you're into, like a lot of that's got to be cut off because you got to show up every single day. And, you know, even day to day, you know, you're not always a hundred percent when you wake up, I'm tired. My knee hurts. Um, you know, I lost a bunch of money. So mentally that, you know, kind of shook me. So mentally you have to kind of level up as well. You know, a lot of people have a fear of failure, but there's also a fear of success too, because mm-hmm. you're afraid of losing it. Yes. But if you're sound in that, you can maintain it, and or if you lost it all today, you can get it back again. All of that is gone, um, and you also have a lot of people to take care of too. You know, if you're a millionaire now, um, unless you're a super selfish asshole, you're probably going to take care of your family. You know, make sure granny's bills are paid, make sure her rent's covered. You know, retire mom and dad. You know, put your siblings through school. You know, whatever the case may be. So it's not just oh, I made a, I made enough to make myself comfortable. Um, you know, because nobody's meant to do anything alone. Um, I mean, there is people who are genuinely selfish out there, and they want to do things for self. But me personally, I just, and most people I know, they wouldn't do that. So, um, you know, once you once you made it for yourself, and like I can I can do whatever I'm doing, then you got to level up the business where you're making enough profit to take care of your peoples and your family and things like that. Um, so yeah, there's also that.
1: Yeah, and on the long absence thing too. That's that's a big part of why degrees are important. And I would say important for a job or specializing in something because the degree doesn't, like, if you see most people with degrees, they graduate college and they get jobs and degrees they don't have, or I don't know if I worded that correctly. They'll get jobs completely left of what their degree was in. And the fact that you were in school for four years and got that degree is what the jobs look look for. It's like, okay, this person was able to sit through the mundane trials and tribulations of college for four years. They will probably stay with us for another four years, and we can move them for four years. (laughs) I only have my associates, and I got my associates in performing arts. And Pablo said something about translatable skills. Excuse me. Unfortunately, anything music is not translatable. Like I'm I would say I'm I'm a pretty decent audio engineer at this point. Vocal producer, audio engineer. But at the same time, like all the numbers on Spotify and YouTube views, how what studio I worked at, that shit don't matter as long as if if you're gonna work for JP Morgan, if you're gonna go apply for a job at some reputable firm or some something that's above minimum wage. They don't give a shit about all that music stuff. Is how long were you there, you know? Um but the mental aspect, I would agree on the mental aspect because there will be a lot of people and people who are in your family who will say, why are you doing this, right? Why are you going to quit your job? Why don't you have a job for something that's so left field that only a small outlier of people make success in? And it's like, if, if, if someone's weak, the, that kind of rhetoric can really hinder someone's success and I'm a big person on energy and manifestation. So if the people around you are are manifesting bad energy, it, it I would say that it takes a special person to to look past that. Um, but I will say that special person will have to realize that all that negative energy around that idea, that vision, it won't get stopped, but it will definitely get slowed down by negative words negative aspirations and just just bad-mindedness you know so yeah
0: no 100 percent. and i mean you know i I have this conversation with my parents a lot and things like that um and you know they were parents and grandparents they're kind of raising the same thing um you know it's uh you know opposites attract but like and like also attract so um you know if you know my grandparents were told one thing And then my parents were raised on the same thing. You know, they're probably going to tell me the same thing. You know, you kind of notice people who come from an entrepreneurial or business minded family. They tend to go on and make businesses, you know, doctors produce doctors, engineers produce engineers. But from what I mean, what I noticed, I was going to be an engineer when I first uh, started college in my engineering program in high school. None of them were engineers anymore. (laughs) They, they switched into medicine, they switched into architecture, they switched into law, like something that they were more interested in. And I mean, there's a, these are also still higher level advanced degrees, but even with that, it was something that they were more passionate about, something they cared. And that's, that's kind of my opinion on the whole college thing. Like people are like, it's two camps. It's either it's a scam or school is necessary. I think it really depends on what your situation is. If you don't have shit going for you yeah, go to school. Don't go to the most expensive school necessary but community college is decently affordable. Um, you know, my my high school was like 18K a year. So Damn. you are probably paying less than that. Um, I know at the SUNY schools, your, your yearly tuition is less than that. So do that to figure yourself out, gain some skills, um, and then kind of go from there. But if you know, if you have a plan, if you understand, because for me, I didn't find out until like junior year of college that I was like very entrepreneurial minded and I wanted to test stuff out. So that semester that I graduated early, I did, you know, freelance digital marketing, freelance copywriting, translation for companies, um, all this other stuff, dropshipping. You know, testing stuff out and tr- trying to garner some skills. But um, for the other people, yeah, if you have a, a degree in basket weaving, 101, um, you know, that's it, it's just there's not really a big market for it. And obviously, we do need people in creative fields. I'm not, I'm not knocking that, but from an ROI perspective. STEM, medicine, and law. Those are your, your, your big three, um, that is, you're going to garner money for The other things you can leverage, like, for example, I took Latin in high school. Um, and one of the, one of the alumni from my high school, he, uh, he ships chandeliers. And the reason we took Latin, they told us, and I found out my junior year is because of your critical thinking skills. It, mm-hmm. it, it hones mm-hmm. those. And I never put that together until, and then like a glass broke in my head and I was like, oh, that makes sense. So it's the same thing. You can also carve your own path. Like me, I'm a polyglot. I speak six languages. I'm working on my Arabic again right now, but I could leverage that with, let's say another skill I have. Um, I have a a bit of a coding background so I can make an, you know, I can make my own Siri. I can make my own language based application. I can make a, a, a coding language translator. So how do you say this in Python versus Java? Because, you know, from the language perspective and things like that. So, If you don't know how to leverage your skills go to school because it'll open up some new mental windows for you new doors but other than that um i would say play it play it safe in general so have your have your main squeeze have your main job and then you know nights weekends early mornings what have you work on your side hustle until your side hustle can replace your job and some and then focus on that full time and then rinse and repeat now A bigger argument is, oh, why do we need that? You know, our parents grew up on, you know, they could buy a house for the summer job. I 100% agree, but we just don't live in that time. And you can't, complaining is not going to change anything. You either do or you don't. And then, you know, money talks, bullshit walks. So if you have the money to change the system, whatever the case may be, then that's great. But for right now, we live in a hustle culture. Um, So you have two options. You either make more money or learn to live with less. Um, If you want to live with less, study some Buddhism, study some, some spirituality. That's what I do. Um, (laughs) if you want to earn more, there's plenty of resources on YouTube. There's Grant Cardone. There's a bunch of traders, Q banks. There's, um, a bunch of mindset people for wealth. It it just depends on the camp you want to live in and how you want to live. Now I'm in New York. It's expensive as fuck. All my Cali people, you know what it is. People in Miami, you know what it is. Parts of Texas, you know what it is. Um, so like, for example, when I was coming up, on like money Twitter back in like twenty eighteen and stuff like that. There was a lot of real estate advice and it's great, but I don't live in a place where it's gonna yield the same results as someone who lives in Texas. There's just way more affordable real estate. Wholesaling is just way easier in other states for the real estate is different. So not that it's bad advice, it's just not my advice or advice that was gonna work for me. And
1: and to build off of that too, I guess we'll summarize with this um I, I borrow this from Gary Vee, but within a lot of that space and and, and just living life Spiritually and, and understanding just I wouldn't even say the Bible. is just like what it means to be a human being. Just be grateful. Because, you know, Paulo mentioned, you know, if you want to learn to live with less, study Buddhism, study Hinduism and all that stuff. And I, I do that because I don't have a job. So I must learn to live with less very frequently until money comes back and I, I make another play. But just be grateful because without my network, I would be on the street. And I have a lot of uh, 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 technology I need to make music and make these podcasts and shoot these videos and do stuff. So there's not a day that goes by where I, where I don't just give thanks for having shit. And the lights are, go, are going on. So that's our sign to wrap it up. But
0: yeah. yeah, I mean, this was a good first episode. Like I said, ladies and gents, we're just kind of shooting this shit right now. Um, things will get polished up obviously as we go along. But a quick little roadmap, um, you know, the first couple episodes will just be me and Kayende, you know, kind of just giving y'all tips and tricks and things like that, you know, life experience. And then we're going to have guests come on who kind of embody those things. So I know a couple people who do music. Um, they're artists. I know a comedian. Um, kayende has got some, you know, friends and family and stuff like that. So we'll, you know, give you live people who do these things so you know it's possible. And as I said, that's the first step, knowing it's possible. Um, that's the biggest mental block. And be grateful. Yeah. And being grateful. So, um, think that's the that's that's the final words for me um in general you know have a have a lovely week have a lovely month um you know be grateful um but also strive for more at the same time you know you kind of you can't serve two masters but you can balance them Um, yes yes so uh with that we'll, we'll see you hopefully in a week um but if not we'll see you next time
1: yes sir and before we go pablo any plugs you want to make because I'm a plug god so
0: yeah um I would say follow the couch Stealers if you're into anime the yes. anime podcast um up and coming they they probably going to be number 1 in like 2 3 years so um you know any investors out there you know get your get your hands on that um everybody else they kind of got stuff kind of in the middle so no other plugs right now but yeah just couch Stealers on on a TikTok YouTube Instagram Twitter Twitter is probably your best bet cuz that's where the most interaction is uh, Instagram as well. Um, any plugs for you?
1: Yeah, follow me on everything at Cayende. <laughs> <laughs> everything is Cayende. Google Kayende K-A-I-Y-E-N-D-E. Instagram. I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on TikTok. I have them, but I don't nah, know. No, get on
0: Twitter, bro, or Threads.
1: Oh, my threads is jumping. Dude. Follow <laughs> me on Threads, Cayende. Yeah, uh, yeah. Everything is Cayende though. So whatever you want to follow me on and and support, I appreciate it. Spotify, Apple Music, Title, all that stuff. So yeah, thanks for tuning in. And uh,
0: yeah, that's it. I will catch y'all. On one, one.